As the guns fell silent all along the Western Front in November 1918, plans were being made to stage an extraordinary bicycle race across the First World War battlefields in the spring of the following year. The Circuit Cycliste des Champs de Bataille, the tour of the battlefields, was to become known at the time as the toughest race in cycling history, but the extraordinary efforts of the riders, who raced across the fields of Flanders, the Somme and Verdun barely five months after the armistice, have been all but forgotten these days. If you Google the toughest bicycle race ever, you pretty quickly come up with a list that includes the Tour Divide, the race across America, the Transcontinental and a whole host of modern ultra-endurance events that seem to involve cycling halfway round the globe without stopping or shaving. While I applaud these certifiable lunatics for their courage, determination and endurance, these aren't proper bike races. Well, not in the sense that they have set stages, team cars, soigneurs, doping, publicity caravans, scandals, rest days and all the other things we associate with professional bike racing. Similar internet searches might produce a list of Tour de France or the Italian equivalent, the Giro d'Italia, that were also particularly challenging. Received Wisdom says that the 1914 Giro d'Italia was the toughest of all Grand Tours on account of the horrendous weather and barbarically long 400-kilometre-plus stages. But the only major climb was the slog up to Sestriere, Horribly hard on a 1914 bike that weighed half a tonne and only had two gears, no doubt. But how does that compare to tackling the Telegraph, the Galibier, the Tourmalet and the Obisque, as the riders of the 1911 Tour de France were forced to do? Yes, but at least the Tour riders had decent weather on their 5,000 metres a day alpine climbs, swings and roundabouts. But with a 2,000-kilometre route in seven stages across the war-torn roads and battlefields of the Western Front in horrific weather, a mere couple of months after hostilities ceased, the Circuit des Champs de Bataille took suffering on a bike to a whole new level. On the stage that ran across the battlefields of Flanders, Artois, Cambrai and the Somme, in the sleet, snow and storm-force winds, only one rider finished on the same day he set off, one rider took 39 hours to complete the stage, and almost half the field abandoned the race. That was a properly tough bicycle race. So why did anyone think this race was a good idea? Well, as was usually the case in those days, the Circuit des Champs de Bataille was an attempt to sell more newspapers for the organisers, Le Petit Journal in Paris. Most of the big races in cycling began life as promotional events for the newspapers that organised them, the Tour de France, the Giro d'Italia, the Tour of Flanders and a host of others. In the absence of TV and radio at the beginning of the 20th century, daily papers were the only source of news for those who were literate, and so any newspaper organising a popular sporting event over the course of a few weeks could expect a significant increase in circulation as readers bought the paper to catch up on the latest news of the event. 
Le Petit Journal, one of France's biggest newspapers, first experienced this phenomenon in 1891, when it organised the Paris-Brest-Paris, a spectacularly bonkers non-stop cycle race of 1,200 kilometres that was won by Charles Theron in a time of 71 hours. It was a huge success that led to a significant bump in sales for the paper, but the logistics were so complicated that they decided to hold it only every 10 years. Amazingly, it still takes place, but has become an amateur event held every four years. In 1903, the sports newspaper Lotto launched the Tour de France, and during the race, the circulation went from 20,000 copies per day up to 65,000. By 1910, Lotto was selling 200,000 copies a day during the tour. Organising sporting events was a potentially lucrative business. Delighted with the success of the Paris-Brest-Paris race, Le Petit Journal organised a running race from Paris to Belfort, a distance of 380 kilometres a year later, and again saw a rise in circulation. Next, they put on what they claimed to be the world's first motor race in 1894, from Paris to Rouen. Amusingly, the average speed of these early motor races was only two kilometres an hour faster than the bikes in the Paris-Brest-Paris race three years earlier. <laughs>